How do we help students deal with trauma? Help teachers with stress and anxiety? How do we set the health of a school on a path that promotes self-care for teachers? And how do we find balance in the face of high expectations, pressure, and the dark cloud of burnout? Hey, it's Matt, and you're listening to the Math Boss Mashup. I'm so thankful and deeply humbled that you've chosen to spend this time with me here today. We're in season three, the mid-season break, so I'd like to share with you a very important interview that I had with Dr. Brian Perlman. Today is part one of the conversation. I hope you enjoy. All right, so today in the podcast, special guest, He's on a mission to impact 100,000 educators and a million kids with the message and resources that support mental health and wellness. He's a speaker, trainer, consultant, and now co-founder of the nonprofit Distinguished School of Mental Health and Wellness. Dr. Perlman, thank you for sitting down with me here today. Oh, it's a great honor. Thank you. I sure appreciate it. Well, let's jump right into it. Mental health um, and schools is a very important intersection, and um, particularly over the last five years, whether it's the unfortunate tragedies or it's just come to the forefront, it really has. So could you speak a little bit maybe about, about this intersection of mental health and, and schools? Certainly. Um, you know, I've been involved in education a long time, uh, very fortunate. My wife, Lena, has been in mental health for a very long time, and uh, quite interestingly, uh, our little silos of the universe really never intersected or overlapped. I mean, we were two different universes. We had our own acronyms, our own stories, our own life, and uh, very little overlap. And I would agree with you that in the last five years or so, it's something that we noticed uh, our conversations would touch on trauma, would touch on, instead of me saying, this kid that I'm trying to dangle a carrot in front of, or, you know, got to hit him with a stick, you know, kind of as an example of controlling behaviors, our conversation started uh, taking on the shape more of kids that are struggling in school, and the root cause is anxiety, or it's depression, or trauma, or perfectionism. And, uh, you know, within that avenue, we started seeing a lot of uh, overlap. And, uh, you know, when I first became a principal, a teacher, any of those things, uh, kind of was, I'd sit in meetings and kind of touch on this area a little and I'd get stopped like, whoa, whoa, that's for the social workers or the counselors or the psychiatrist uh, to handle. So what we found uh, in the last, you know, five years, something that my wife and I have been talking about is trying to figure out the best way that we can positively impact people. And uh, in this domain of where mental health and education overlap. So that's really where we spend our, our time now, uh, really working with educators, uh, schools, et cetera, kind of capitalizing on the strengths that we have, you know, with the therapists that we work with and, and people involved on our board who are psychiatrists and pediatricians and, you know, in the mental health and also in education to really help them to deal with all of those areas and even things like self-harm, even talking about kids with suicidal ideation, things in those areas, which I was an elementary principal for a long time, I, I never can remember. And now there's things that are happening where you have a third grader, you know, what is that, like nine years old, 
who has a plan for ending their life, in my mind, their life's just beginning. So uh, it is really important to help change uh, people's life trajectory for the positive, but also, uh, you know, in a, in a corny way, we really think we can save lives and, and improve them. So yeah. that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, that's it, saving lives. Let's, let's uh, look at a slightly different angle. Uh, mm-hmm. Mental health and wellness. Let's talk about staff and teachers, though. Maybe you can share some insights. Stress, anxiety, toxic school cultures. What can a school do to help create the environment for teachers and staff to be have the mental health and wellness they need to execute and to support the kiddos? Okay. Well, one of the things I will say, and I didn't touch on that yet, through our distinguished school, our DSMHW, uh, teacher self-care is a big part of that. It's something that is one of the eight or ten things that we really focus on. Uh, and and in really, we kind of think about why is that a problem? Why is teacher self-care something? And there's a whole lot of, of different reasons why that applies. One uh, you know, when traumatic things happen, kids act out, a uh, kid hurts themselves, there's some tragedy. I, I remember uh, several years ago losing a student, you know, a student that died of an asthma attack. And, you know, we worry about the student. We're here as caring and, and people that help others. But often we forget to look in the mirror and seeing the secondary trauma, the secondary impact of what goes on. And I kind of feel like you know, we kind of just tuck it in our gut and it's just a hazard of our, of our job. And, and we often forget to take care of, uh, you know, ourselves. I think that that's certainly a, a big part of it. I think that, um, you know, there are things where, you know, people have rough home lives. People have mental health challenges themselves. Uh, people just work really hard. You know, my grandparents each taught for 30 plus years and both of them had two other jobs. Both of them took summers off and went on vacations. And, you know, they left the the grade book and the textbook on the desk at three o'clock and they didn't think about it again until, mm-hmm. you know, eight o'clock the next morning. I don't know anybody in education that, that works that way, that we, you know, we're going to help our kids to grow and achieve and it's commendable work, but sometimes it really is at the cost of their own a health and well-being. So one thought that, that, that we have, and, and I've thought a lot about, is you know, really trying to present things that talk about mindfulness, that talk about self-care and yoga and tai chi and the benefit of breathing and kind of even monitoring your own self. But we kind of talk to teachers as if how that's going to benefit their students and then get them hooked and see the benefit and then kind of turn the table a little bit and go, okay, now, those same things that we just taught you and you become proficient at, you need to do those things for yourself. Um, another point, you talk about toxic cultures, you talk about you know, the way that people are. I think a lot of that comes from the top two. If you're the kind of principal that sets expectations, that you want people there two hours before, two hours after, that you really load up the teachers you can count on with 20 different committees and things like that, and you yourself model this workaholic, you know, maybe not working smarter, but working harder, you're going to set up a culture that people are going to kind of fight to get to that expectation. Whereas on the flip side, if you say, and some of my best bosses were the ones that are like, 
what are you doing here? It's six in the morning, man. Don't come here this early or during the summer. Why are you here? It's after six in the afternoon. You, I had a boss who said to me, if I ever catch you here before six or after six in the summer, I'm going to fire you. That was really setting that expectation, the priority that some of this work you can do at home. Some of this work will still be there tomorrow that if you find the balance and you work with people, they will do much better, they'll be healthier, and you'll avoid that burnout. So that's kind of my thought on the, on the area of you know, teacher self-care and so forth. Everything rises and falls on the health of a school, not the smarts. Health, not brains. I hope you enjoyed part one of this conversation. I can't wait to bring part two to you very soon. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, I only ask one thing. Please pass it along. Now let's go out there and make an impact.